Jamie Cross, welcome to Better Health. Ah, thanks, April. <laughs> so you. It's amazing to have you on. And I know that both Caleb and I really just love everything that you do in your heart. And so being able to have you on the show is an honor. And for those that don't know who Jamie Cross is, she is the founder and CEO of MIG Living. She's a wife of nearly 19 years. She's a mother of five small, beautiful boys and an entrepreneur for over a decade. So thank you so much for being on, Jamie. Oh, it's so great to be here. I'm so proud of what you're doing. So excited for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So to get us a little bit warmed up, give us a little context of where you grew up, where you live now, and a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah. So I grew up in North Dakota where when I graduated high school, it was 101 below zero. <laughs> we, if you walk outside in North Dakota in the wintertime, literally you've got 10 seconds before your lungs collapse. I mean, if you're not properly dressed. So it was very interesting. Grew up on a farm there and we had mostly livestock. So pick a farm animal and we had it. That was my life growing up homeschooled you know, uh, went to public school later on in my junior, junior, senior year, and then, um, moved out to Colorado at 17 to join an internship there. And I did two years of just leadership interning at a really big, great church and traveled the world, graduated and met my husband at 21 years old. And then got married at 23 or no, 22, I was 22 wow. and, um, been actually married now for over 19 years. So it's really crazy. That's amazing. And we launched our business um, almost 12 years ago, and we've just been entrepreneurs and uh, homeschooling our five boys. And one of them is actually too young to be homeschooled, but our four boys and then our newer, newer son, he'll eventually be up in the mix. But we're on a farm now in Tennessee, and um, it's been lots of adventures getting here to this place. Very cool. Lots of adventures. That's one thing I know about for sure, hearing all the different stories and all. And I actually didn't know that you grew up in North Dakota on a farm. So that's really cool to hear. You're a farm girl <laughs> yeah. at heart. That's that's no doubt about that. <laughs> so what did your health look like when in regards to being a child um, compared to now? Was Was it a healthy lifestyle or were there like, how did it compare to now? Yeah, it's really interesting because my dad, I always think about my dad as sort of a pioneer. I mean, back in the eighties, people weren't now people are very health conscious, but I think back in the eighties and the nineties, not everyone, people weren't really talking about juicing and blending and supplements. And, um, you know, as a homeschool kid, I remember my dad was an entrepreneur and he would he would be, be gone out of the house by 6am to go, you know, build, he was a builder. So building houses and, but he would always leave my, my brother and I's supplements on the counter and we would dread it because, oh. um, it was the stuff called barley green. And then it was herbal fiber blend. And, and he had these little tiny Rubbermaid shaker cups and we'd have to blend the, the green juice first and like down it. And it would take us. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my life. And he would have nuts and seeds and fruit. And my brother and I would have carrot eating contests growing up. Like that was our life. But cool. um, I, my mom told me I had mono at the age of one because I've been um, working towards healing my thyroid for the last 15 years. I've had a thyroid condition and Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune. So um, based on my research, I think that there were some things even in my infancy that was affecting my health that didn't really pop up until you know, some really stressful seasons as an adult, then everything just kind of 
shifted, but I had a healthy lifestyle. And now my husband and I, I mean, we, we do all the things, the juicing, the blending, and I could talk about all the, all the stuff that I've been up to health wise. That's pretty incredible that you had the blessing of growing up with more of that healthy lifestyle ingrained in you. Um, Mm -hmm. There's many people that grow up with processed food all the time, like no healthy lifestyle, and then they change dramatically. So it's kind of cool how that has evolved over time. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about MIG. How did that get started, the story behind it, and and where you're at today with it? Just with with any journey, really, it starts where it starts and then it evolves over time. And when I started MIG, it was 2010 and I came from a banking background. So I was in finance and, you know, a lot of the stuff that your husband does, I was doing all of the things. I was working for one of the largest banks in the world and investment stuff. And so that was kind of my background. And then when we found out we were going to have our first baby, which was five years into marriage. I was like, well, I, I'm not going to do the leaving home and putting him in daycare thing. So I'm going to stay home. And so two and a half years into full-time motherhood, I just knew I needed to build something. I wanted to create something. I'd always been passionate about herbalism. I remember pulling a, a book off the shelf at 14 years old, and it was this book about all these different herbs and, and things in the earth that you could turn into masks. And I was always creating even in, you know, junior high and high school and leaving things in my mom's fridge that would be crazy for your face, but potatoes on the skin, all the things I had pretty terrible skin growing up. I think it was mostly because of the products I was using, not so much genetics, but anyways, I, so one, I remember just a particular week we were, you know, my husband was teaching full-time And we were struggling financially, but more than that, I was just in my soul. I'm like, I need to, I need to create something. And I asked one night, just cried out to him and said, God, show me a billion dollar idea so I can change the world and leave a legacy for my family. And it wasn't too long after that, um, I went to church on Sunday and our pastor stops the sermon and comes to the edge of the stage. And he says, you know, this has never happened before, but the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, there's a stay at home mom here who he wants to give a billion dollar idea to. So get ready for it. And so at that point it was like, okay, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. Whatever you give me, I'll be faithful with it. And I had a dream after that. And so the dream was very much a blueprint indicating, you know, here, start here. And so I woke up, told my husband, I'm going to start a skincare company, which now we've evolved into a really a, a, right. like herbal healing yeah. wellness business. But I studied for a year chemistry, formulated our first bar of soap and just hit the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs and was just peddling soap for in the beginning stages and did farmers markets for four years and then started to scale online in 2017. And then now we're a social selling model, but we've grown from zero to eight figures and in a very relatively short amount of time. Um, but it was about seven years of building that foundation to get there, you know, doing the farmer's markets and doing all the hustle. And um, now we're just hustling and doing it even bigger. So continuing to grow. And there's so many things that I see changing and in amazing ways and new products mm-hmm. and yeah. And going from really, yeah, body care product um, to so much more. I mean, you have supplements yeah. and there's, I mean, makeup now it's, it's really cool to see how it's all changed. Yes, totally. So you're, you're now going to be called the herbal alchemist. I hear talk to us about what that means. And now knowing a little bit about how you were in high school, it totally makes sense that you were all (laughs) into the herbs. 
So what does that look like today? And talk to us a little bit about detoxing and all of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's just kind of dive into the good stuff now. I'm Um, here for it. (laughs) So ultimately, you know, I think that people today are looking, they're, they're, they're moving past traditional Western medicine, which thank goodness for it. You know, we love, I'm so grateful for Western medicine, but people are looking to the nail for answers because they're not finding it in traditional medicine. And, um, the, you know, the, the vitalist philosophy, which is your body's designed to heal itself. Your body is created to do so many amazing things, but we have hindered it with our eating habits, with our, you know, just even the air we're breathing, our lifestyle. And so the, the medical community that I'm a part of and that I follow, like the, the naturopathic doctors that I am mentored by will tell you that you can treat all disease the same, which is a very interesting thought because most of us think, well, I've got this problem. What is it? You know, I'm going to take this medication. And, um, I, I strongly believe that so much of big pharma is really creating more problems than, than solving them. And, um, and it's a big money-making machine. And so we've got to figure out what's in the earth for us. And uh, so much of illness starts with inflammation and inflammation is just a, a flag, right? It's like, Hey, something's wrong. And so what do people do today? They, they take medication and it just band-aids the real problem. But if we can get to the root cause, what's causing the inflammation, it could be your, you know, it could be your dental work. You know, there's actually a really great documentary called the root cause that everybody should watch. It talks about, you know, how illness is, is starting in the mouth, but it's, it's the gut, it's the microbiome of the skin. Um, and, and by healing the cell, ultimately creating transformation in the body. So we think about hair growth and wrinkles going away and having energy, you know, it's great to have good supplements, but ultimately what we need to be doing is taking care of our body holistically. And so I've been on a transformation journey and just, especially in the last 18 ish years, I had a thyroid condition diagnosed back in my early twenties. And then years later was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And so I have taken my, my health from just, you know, Hey, eat right exercise to how do we really heal the body? How do we really go from chronic illness to complete restoration? And what, one of the truths I, I really want people to understand is that you don't have to live sick. You were not designed to be sick. We weren't body. We weren't born sick. And we've just accepted this as a social norm now is like our bodies are supposed to break down, but that's just not the truth. We can heal. And so, and I've, I'm a testimony of that, but I've followed all kinds of, we juice, we blend, you know, we've got a garden now I go grounding. There's a lot of, if you, if you think about what Tesla, Nikola Tesla said about the earth, he said, everything is electromagnetic. Right. And so, um, everything in food is electric and with the GMOs and, and all the things that are being propagated in the earth, as far as food goes. And most of our food has been, um, neutralized. It's no longer electric. And so when we're eating dead food, what's going to happen to your body if it's not feeding on life. Right. And if we've got food that's being grown in the ground, that's lost a lot of its nutrients, then obviously that translates to our health as well. So restoring the soil is a big thing, but I'm actually creating a system right now. It involves 
you know, hydrocolon therapy, if you guys knew what is lurking in your colon, I lost 13 pounds in 17 days, just going through a really healthy detox process. It involved hydrocolon therapy. Um, but we have, we have organisms and, and parasites and things growing in our body that need to be eliminated. And it's interesting because starting with hydrocolon therapy, it's something that I think is now becoming mainstream and popular, but it's been around since ancient Roman times. The, the athletes and the warriors used to do hydrocolon therapy because they would be stronger right before a battle going into a battle. And so I can tell you that the things that are lurking in your colon are things that parasites feed on cancer feeds on um, mold. I've had thermography done, which actually is really interesting. I've, they were like, Oh, wow, you have mold growing in your sinuses. And so just getting lymphatic massage. But um, I believe that there, if we start tapping into um, original thought and ancient wisdom, we can really start to unlock some healing powers. And then of course, fasting is a really big, one of the fastest ways to heal your body is through fasting, water fasting, at least three days, you know, where you can unlock autophagy. And it's when your body starts to break down old cells and um, unlock stem cells in your system. And so, so many really cool hidden secrets and keys that I think people just are not aware of, but the Herbal Alchemist brand is the brand that I'm launching myself into because I want to teach people how to take their health back. And if you have health, you have wealth. And you guys talk about better health and better wealth. And I believe so strongly, if you don't have your health and what good is anything else, you know, it's functioning as a mom, functioning as a wife, as an entrepreneur uh, um, in the past was so challenging because I didn't have energy. I was overweight you know, um, brain fog is such a crazy thing trying to function when you're, when you can't even think clearly, but I'm, but just by going through and nurturing and restoring the cell, um, I'm, I would say I'm at like 90% now compared to where I was uh, years ago. All of that. This is why I get along with you so well, Jamie. I mean, everything you're saying, I'm like, amen to that. And then you'd say another good point. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm on board for that. Like, I, I just love that you are embodying all of this and helping people to do the same because it is so important. If you don't have your health, like how, how are you going to go through life just like a zombie? I mean, it's that's not how we were intended to live. Like God doesn't want that for us. And um, so I just love all of that. And your MIG body products, one thing I love about them and why I use them is because of the fact that they are toxin-free and they're clean and they're literally made with products from the earth and like bees. And so talk to us about how body products affect our health and having clean body products is super important. Yeah. So, you know, if we think about that, there's gateways for toxins and for anybody that doesn't know what a toxin is, I often think we think of toxins as, you know, poison, like don't drink the gasoline. Of course, <laughs> that is of course a toxin, but a toxin is anything your body can't use very simple. So think about your, your body, almost like a computer that's reading code. And when we start feeding our body things that it doesn't recognize, it stores it as disease. It's going to try to eliminate it, but we're now in taking things that our body was never meant to, to digest or absorb or detoxify, you know, think about water and oil, oil, soluble toxins, things we're breathing. in. so there's, there's multiple gateways for toxins to enter into the body. It's through what you eat, breathe, 
what you put on your skin and what you let into your soul. So eat, breathe, skin, soul. Soul is something people don't think about a lot, but unforgiveness and bitterness and anger, those things are soul toxins that actually affect your physiological body. Mm -hmm. Um, Breathing, of course, you know, direct inhalation, we're we're vaporizing our skincare products and our beauty products. So I kind of want to take you on a, a little journey here of the average, and this is for men too, but most women. So the average woman's ingesting about 500 chemicals into her body every single day through these different gateways, but much of it comes from her, her beauty products and her skincare products. So think about you waking up in the morning, maybe you grab your coffee for our ladies. They, they grab the arise, you know, cause it's got the energy and all the things in there, but you, you get into the shower and you've got your soap, your you know, your body wash, your scrubs, maybe you've got plugins in the wall. Maybe your washcloth has laundry detergent and, and softeners in there. There's all these fragrances that you're vaporizing. So you're breathing in one of the fast, think about the time if you've ever gone to the hospital and you've been put under and they put something under your nose to put you under, they don't even inject anything into your body. How powerful is what we breathe into our body? And so we inoculate ourselves every single day with all these vaporized toxins And then what we're also doing is we're letting it onto our skin. So your skin is most people know this, the largest organ in your body. It's, but it is in and of itself, a microbiome, just like in your gut, there's flora, there's good and bad bacteria. And your body has a a level set, right? And everything we put onto our skin translates into our bloodstream. Our skin is not wallpaper. It's a living, breathing active organ that's designed to protect you. And it's one of your first lines of defense in your immune system. And so think about the makeup and the shampoos and the conditioners. And so not only are you breathing these things in, but they're being absorbed through your skin and into your scalp and onto your, onto your body. And then you get out of the shower. And then what do we do? We, we slather ourselves with uh, lotions and potions. And I always talk to our ladies about how simple it is to start eliminating the toxic stuff. If you just eliminate water-based skincare, because water is unstable. So if you put water in a skincare product, it's going to require preservatives and emulsifiers and stabilizers, right? But you take those out and all of a sudden now you have the potential to use what's just found in the earth. And so um, I always like to say our skincare is edible. If you had to eat it, if you were stranded on a desert island, you could eat our skincare, but especially the orange one. I'm like, <laughs> this is like orange sherbet. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But you know, beeswax, it's a, if you get farm fresh beeswax, not, not the stuff that you find in mainstream skincare, because the Sarah Alba beeswax that you find in your skincare now has been imported. It's been bleached, denatured, and um, smells like plastic. It's all white. Our beeswax is, which by the way, we're one of the largest purchasers of farm fresh beeswax in the state of Colorado. It's bright orange. It smells like honey. You put it on your skin and it's a humectant. So it's going to draw moisture from the air and lock it into your skin. It's going to help your skin. Um, It's got the vitamin A nutrients. So it's helping your cells regenerate. Um, it's a helps with bacteria. So it's going to help you fight breakouts, all those things, but botanical oils, essential oils, butters, all of those things are just so good for nourishing the skin and protecting it. But, um, an easy place to start. If you're like, man, I want to start just detoxing my skincare ritual. It's just eliminating the water-based products. Um, like I always say soap and lotion, your soap, if you're buying it from the store, 
Um, even if it's an herbal based or like a clean soap, a lot of those, um, a lot of the soaps aren't properly formulated, even if they have totally natural ingredients and they're stripping the microbiome, which is creating a toxic reaction in the body as well. Um, so you want properly balanced soap and a really like great water-free lotion product that is a good place to start. And then of course the makeup and unplug the plugins, start using essential oils instead of fragrances and perfumes, you know, try to ditch the, the laundry, um, perfumey things like the, the, um, what did I just say that the fabric softeners, those things are all on your skin and you're breathing it in during the day. And, um, you'll notice a massive difference in, in your body just by doing those things. So true. So true. So this is a random question, but I would just love to know, I, of course, all of your products are so amazing, but what is one that you just absolutely love? Oh man, the black <laughs> serum. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. We, it was funny because <laughs> the first seven years of our journey as entrepreneurs, we only had um, body and we have these incredible bombs that the Olympic athletes would drive all the way to Denver to purchase because it was helping them perform better, you know, the, the wellness bombs. But I started doing the whole facial product thing back in 2017. And that was the very first, um, one of the very first facial products I did. And it's got infused as a, as an herbalist, you know, I go out and I wildcraft and I gather these herbs and it's got blackberry leaves, um, infusion. And so it's, it does all the things, you know, and talk about like a miracle serum. We have people who have skin tags and dark spots and wrinkles and just, um, unbalanced skin tone or breakouts. It, it helps with all of that. I mean, really, really transformational. Yeah. I, I would say that that's one of my top as well. It's just literally I, I, before it, I use a really good quality serum as well. That was organic and all that stuff and switching to the blackberry leaf serum. I was like, am I going to notice a difference? I really did. I was like, wow, my skin is glowing, hydrated, exactly <laughs> what you were saying. So I, I highly endorse it. <laughs> oh man. I, I love all the products. They're all so great. Um, one thing I would love to know a little bit about is how does the process work? So you obviously are getting herbs, you're getting beeswax. What does that look like? Let's say for, you know, your, your body lotion, like the sticks, like what, what is the process that it takes to get to the product? Oh yeah. You mean like the formulation and, yes. and make it? Yeah. So when I'm formulating, I always start with the results. You know, what, what do we want this product to do? And then I just, um, in the, you know, quote lab or in now it's the barn, um, <laughs> for months and months and months and months, really just working out texture. Women want three main things. They want results. Of course they want essence and they want texture. And if you've got any of those out of balance, um, it makes her really like, uh, like if it's too greasy, yeah. women want to have the results and the transformation, but they don't want to feel the product on their skin and they want it to smell nice, but they don't want it to be overpowering, like getting those things right. Yeah. Um, and the results there with having all the, you know, those, that trifecta in balance is really important. Um, but with the beeswax, it's, it's, it's really, you know, you take the, the farm fresh beeswax, which we buy in 40 pound blocks, um, and then raw herbs. And I have a, a process where I infuse the herbs into our botanical oils. Uh -huh. So there's so many living and active nutrients 
It's not, it's like skin food. It's not dead. It's alive. And, um, and then we pour it and package it up into these lotion bars and then you leave it in your shower and you put it on right before you get out while your skin is still wet. <laughs> exactly. Cause it's a humectant. I, I just, I'm so fascinated by that. And so I can't wait one day to just see the process like in real life, because it's, it really is a process and you, you literally are like a chemist <laughs> with your goggles and you're testing different oils <laughs> and how they all work together to make a beautiful product. So it's really a work of art. Um, and you're doing this all now on the new farm that you guys have out in Tennessee. You yes. guys moved from Colorado. You have an amazing homestead. What's the importance of having a homestead versus just, you know, what you guys were doing before? Yeah, you know, um, it, it, you, I think in the last like really 40, 50 years, we've gone into mainstream, like big grocery and we've gotten away from gardening and being sustainable. We've gotten away from just knowing how to do things. Right. But as we've seen in the world, man, it's so important to be able to, um, take care of yourself and not be necessarily rely on the system. Mm -hmm. And I really, something that Nathan and I are so passionate about is restoring soil. So we just, um, actually visited a worm farm in Illinois a couple of days ago and they have the same vision it's like there's so many people that are rallying around this farm movement and um and they're in community together like i was just in a chat today with um some dairy farmers who were selling shares and you know because we buy raw and then we buy our raw cheese from a pennsylvania um farm who they don't even take credit card. You have to call them and then write them a check and they send you an invoice and they mail you your cheese. And, um, but we just got chicken. So the importance though, is of course, sustainability, but I also think our society has gotten so digital and virtual that it's people need connection. And I have found some of the best people in the farming and the homesteading community. Um, so Restoring the soil is important for nutrients and health and wellness. It's important for sustainability. Um, you know, our food today has 10% of the nutritional value it did back in the 40s, in the 30s and 40s. It's really, really sad how depleted everything has gotten. You know, you've got Roundup and all the GMOs and um, we need to restore what was lost. And it takes a hundred years to build one inch of topsoil, but you can expedite that through um, just having worms and having a worm farm and having uh, this amazing compost process. So we bought mulch. We, we follow this back to Eden gardening process where we, where we have our um, compost and then we have our mulch and um, you, you plant your seeds and then things grow a lot faster and there's just nutrition in there. And it's a, it's a layered process of years of having chickens and having things and continuing to compost and see things break down. But um, we need to restore the soil and we need to restore community and we need to start eating healthy things again and, um, and caring about our future. And uh, something I think that is lost too is just people lack vision, they lack hope, and so they've stopped caring about their bodies. But um, without a vision, the people perish, and so people need to realize that they have a purpose on the earth, that they have a destiny and a vision, and um, something that they're supposed to do here. And if they get back in touch with that, then it's like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be sick, I don't want to die young, 
Um, I want to be alive at 90 hiking mountains and impacting the world and doing great things. That's beautiful. And every single one of those topics is, has been coming to my mind. The fact that community is so crucial and, um, and the people you have in your life and what they're speaking into your life. And, um, because if you think about it, you, there's so many different villages out in rural countries where they do life all day long. I mean, they're around a fire in the evening. If they're going to get water, they're, they're going together and they're talking about life and people here today are not sharing life together. You know, it's only what we want to share and people are so isolated and especially after a quarantine, it's like just amplified even more now. And, and we don't, we don't even realize the impact that has on our whole like health. And I I just love the fact that, you know, you're developing a community around what's important and speaking into the raw milk. I love that. I just had an episode all on it and it's cool to see how it parallels with, you know, body products and the lotions that you make and all the different body products that you have and the process of heating it. And there's, there's a way for that and to keep the enzymes there, to keep the good bacteria there. And um, it's just really cool, the parallels I see with the raw milk and the body products. And it's raw, so important. Yes. If, yeah. if you can, as much as we can consume raw, whether it's raw honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's another thing too. I love what you're saying, April. I, I, I'm so glad that you're doing this podcast. I think it's so important to get the word out. But um, you've got to know your producers. And so if you're not personally growing a garden, having your own bees and having cows, you've got to get to know the people in your local community, go to your farmer's markets, ask them the right questions. I have a list of questions that I teach people to ask because even at the farmer's markets, it's like people are coming up from other, like from down in Mexico because farmers markets are, are like a big trend now and they're reselling foreign products at these local farmers markets and they're sprayed and they're not organic. And so don't think just because you're going to a farmer's market that you're getting local um, fresh produce that is actually clean. And so one of the first questions you want to ask is, is your produce local? If the answer is no, I won't buy from them because I want to support American farmers. I want to support my local community. Like our, the future of um, freedom is local, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And we have, to, we have to be a community. We have to be together. We have to support the people who are going to be producing our, our future food, right? That's very yes. important. But if it's not local, I don't buy from them. And then I ask them, is it organic? And I don't care about certified organic. As a matter of fact, if we can get away from the certifications and get away from FDA and USDA, and um, I know we're not supposed to say that, but that's just the reality. And so I'll be talking to farmers and they'll say, well, we are organic, but we're not certified. And I'll just ask them what that means. You know, for instance, and I hope I'm not talking too much here. No, this is, I'm so glad you're doing this because one thing is people are like, well, how do I get started? I don't even know what questions to ask. And this is perfect. So keep going. (laughs) So one of the things I loved about being at the farmer's markets for those four years when we started our business was I built relationships with so many farmers. And I could tell you so many stories of their struggles Mm. of even just the things that the government's doing to try to shut down the small local 
farmers, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to an apple farmer. He was to my left. He was right next to me for a whole summer. And um, and I said, is your are your apples organic? You know, because there are like the dirty dozen. There are things that you just don't want to buy unless they're truly organic. Like potatoes is one thing. Apples is another. Mm -hmm. Apples are heavily sprayed. Um, he said, well, I actually don't certify organic because if I got the USDA certification, I would have to spray my apples with the government's quote organic spray, which is actually still very toxic. Um, and then I would be lowering the nutritional, like lowering the standard of our product. So right. By staying truly organic, you know, it's like the government doesn't get to define what organic really is. They shouldn't get to, they do right now, but that's, it shouldn't be that way. So I just started asking farmers, like, do you spray? And some of them will say, well, I only spray the blossoms. I don't spray the fruit, you know, or, you know, what are you doing to the soil? A lot of these farmers don't even, they've been, they've bought into the lie that things like Roundup and, you know, all these uh, fertilizers and fertilizer. so, yeah. yes, exactly. Pesticides that they're safe, but they're so many of them are, and even some of the natural ones are killing the bees. For instance, some of the farmers are using neem oil, but that will collapse your entire colony. We, of course, we're in a bee crisis right now. And so it may feel a little overwhelming to start learning. Even I felt that way, like buying a farm and being like, okay, <laughs> We don't know anything. I mean, I know how to take care of animals, but I don't know how to grow a crop and, and like bring fruit, food to the, you know, how do you do this? But it starts with just putting a seed in the ground. That's really all it is. Start practicing. Like you can start in your kitchen with some little containers and some like go find some local fresh compost mm -hmm. um, with some mulch and put some seeds in the ground and just watch how they come alive and you can grow your own tomatoes and cucumbers and um, anyways. And then I, I always ask them uh, what, what their farming process, you know, practices are, are they biodynamic? What are they doing to restore the soil? The, the closer I can get to supporting and giving my dollars to the farmers who are actually in an active fight to restore soil, to preserve um, the earth, then I'm like, I want to collaborate with you. And a lot of these farmers are starting to do classes and trainings and ask if they know where they can, where you can get educated. Cause here in Tennessee in the Knoxville area, there's biodynamic soil classes. I joined a bee club, you know, um, very time consuming, but at the same time, I've got friends who are struggling and fighting cancer right now. And guess how much time they're spending at the hospital. Guess how much time they're spending in chemotherapy. Guess how much time they've lost now. Um, due to illness because they can't build their businesses they, the way they're before. So I'm like, Hey, we can pay the farmer now, or we can pay the director later. Right. And we need to take seriously that the time it's never better, better time to start like actively engaging with your local farming community and putting some seeds in the ground yourself. You don't even have to own acreage. If you have a yard, you can have, you can grow enough food on an eighth of an acre to feed your entire family. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you don't that, need there's no excuses. <laughs> no excuses. Like <laughs> stop watering your lawn and put some seeds in the ground. <laughs> exactly. I just love that. Oh man. And exactly the fact of like investing in your health today. So then later on down the road, you don't have to invest in the putting out the fire per se. 
you know, like investing in quality products, quality food, local food now. So then later on, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not going to do that. It's, it's too much money. Well, you're going to invest that later on into whatever it may be, whatever you're fighting off later on down the road. It's so such a true statement right there. So as we begin to wrap it up, Jamie, do you have any few takeaways for listeners before we head into rapid fire questions? Yeah, no. Um, if you're a family, if you're a parent, your kids will love putting seeds in the ground and watching them grow and then being able to pick that fruit. It's just such a great, it's a great family thing to do together. And it's so simple. So start there and, um, and then switch over to some waterless lotion and, and soap, clean soap. I love it. Short and sweet right there. Take that away. Now go do something. <laughs> um, so the first question I have for you in the rapid fires is what books are you currently reading right now? Oh man, my stack of books right now, <laughs> everything from gardening to business um, and then to spiritual stuff. But uh, there's a great book called, um, and then I love Chris Beat Cancer, like all of his cookbooks. He wrote um, Chris Beat Cancer. It's Chris Wark. He cured cancer in his kitchen. And so I just love to make his recipes, but um, gardening stuff. Let's see here. I have, oh, here we go. This is a book that you everyone should read. It's called The Healing Crisis. It will change your life. A lot of times people start this detox process in this journey, and then they start feeling sick and they're like, I feel worse now. Well, that's called a healing crisis. Your body's going back through a progression of illness before it gets better. So read that book. It's by Bruce Fife. Um, Here's what it looks like in case you're putting this on YouTube, but yes, um, that's probably the number one book. And then anything by Rosemary Gladstar, herbal stuff. It's great. Mm. I'll put all that in the show notes, the authors, the different books. So everyone can check that out for sure. The next question is, what is your favorite food? Oh, man. (laughs) I love Asian food. I love um, lo mein's and uh, Mongolian beef and (laughs) all that good stuff. So good. So good. And what is your favorite travel destination or a dream destination that you have? Oh, I love that question. Nathan and I went to Europe in 20, uh, 2018, and um, we've been dreaming about taking the boys and going back. We went to Italy on a truffle hunting adventure, and we went to this 700 or it was over 700 year old farm with olives, and they make their own wine. And we're going to go back there. So it's called Poggio Campoli. And you can buy their olive oil online. Actually, it's all in Italy, Italian, but they, I, I buy and import their, their oil. Cause it, you just take a teaspoon of it and it's so healthy. Mm. Um, but Italy and, uh, Ireland mm. and, um, probably two, two places. Yeah. Love those. Those are good places for sure. <laughs> and then what is your definition of intentional living? Oh, I love that. Um, I I look at that as personal responsibility. So our, um, we get to call our shots. Your life is self-determining. And it means that whatever you want to create, you can go create whatever you want to build. You got to build it. And nobody's uh, responsible for your success. You got to go out there and take it, take it, um, take it yourself and do good, do good in the earth. But ultimate responsibility is, is at the the pinnacle of every great thing in life. Perfect. And 
how can listeners connect with you, Jamie? Oh, that's such a great question. Well, there's a lot of things happening and a lot of things to come with the Herbal <laughs> Alchemist, but um, I would say the Her Effect, they can find MIG Living there. They can find our you know, podcasts and all the things I'm doing through theherreffect.com. Perfect. That sounds great. And if you're interested in MIG products, there's also a link down below for you guys to check out as well. Jamie, thank you so much for being on and taking some time this morning to um, share your knowledge. Thank you for having me, April. You're amazing.